this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. Today is Monday, February 27th. Today is National Strawberry Day. Best day ever. And Callie and Ellie are addicted to fresh strawberries. So I oh, felt like that, yeah, we are. that required some acknowledgement. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for getting dressed up. My name is Callie Dollar, and I'm grateful for two things. One, I'm grateful for lifelong healthy relationships. And the second thing is, I'm really grateful that you and I, Jeff Dollar, got two date nights this weekend. It was so fun to be your date. I know. It was, and you're a really good date too. I am. Well, yeah. I see that to me, it doesn't really count because both events, one of Callie's lifelong friends got married. And the rehearsal dinner was on Friday night Mm -hmm. and that required nothing. That was required. No date night planning that the, the restaurant, the venue is picked out for us. The, there was no expense because it was an open bar with free food and there were more people to entertain us besides us. So that doesn't really count. Then Saturday, that's a wedding. Okay. Yes, but a couple things I want to say. First of all, we didn't have to spend our own money, which is like fabulous. Bonus. Bonus. And we got to like get dressed up, which is like double bonus. Because even if we went to a restaurant and had a babysitter, like we still wouldn't dress up that much. And like right. I had my hair and makeup done. So that was a really <laughs> I would, I would amazing just, treat. On a typical date night, I would just wear my less faded jeans. Yes. Yes. The underwear without the holes in them. Right. It's fancy. Fancy date night, people. Um, and the cool thing is, is because it was all about my friend Jen on this weekend, there was no talk of business because Jeff and I can say all we want to, that we're going to go to dinner and we're not going to talk about business. Yeah. And we have said that for two years. And every time we go out, because there's not the distraction of like being with other people or focusing on someone else, it always comes down to business. And it's really hard for us to not talk about business because it's such a huge part of our lives. Like we're, yeah, we just can't help it. It's every couple that I know that runs a business together or works together has the same issue of like, yeah, we can set all the parameters we want. It's it's always going to come up because it's such a big Especially, part of our life. And, and Callie and I love what we do, which I think I I, I don't know I, I think that ha- is a pre prerequisite for if you're going to be an entrepreneur. Right? Yeah, you have to love what you do. So it's not difficult to talk about that mm-hmm. a lot, and it's it feels social, but it's not. It's work. Yeah. So I said to Callie at one point, she made that observation. I said, oh my gosh, that's great. Cause we did not talk about work at all. Not I, once. I said, oh my gosh, it's, that's great. I said, you know what our next date night should be? And I then I said, we should go on uh, St. Patrick's day. We should walk over to, and then there's an Irish pub pub thing place that always puts like every Irish restaurant does big, tent outside and they have mm-hmm. live music. And I said, we should try to get a sitter for that night now. And we just walk over there. <laughs> and I don't know if you didn't hear me say St. Patrick's Day or if it didn't click, but you said, why, why an Irish pub? Yeah. I, I was said, like, what? Because it's St. Patrick's Day. We would have, it, uh, no, I said, because then we wouldn't 
be talking about work because there would be a whole bunch of other, it just wouldn't be the two of us at dinner. Right. They usually do like a concert and a whole thing. It would be an event. Mm -hmm. Lots of people. Mm -hmm. Tons of, you know, stimulation that is not work related. And Kelly says, but I don't, we don't even like Irish food. I don't understand. Yeah. I missed the St. Patrick's Day thing. And this restaurant is a bar that has, I'm pretty sure it has carpet in there. Oh, I don't know about that. It's kind of gross. Yeah, it's a pub. Yeah, it's just, it, yeah, like you walk in, you walk out smelling like beer. It's just, so I was like, why would we go there on a date when we can walk to like all yeah. these cool restaurants that I'll have like, yeah, anywho. So, but I had the best time this weekend. The other thing that made you a really good date is Jeff decided, you're a good date usually anyway, but Jeff decided he was not going to drink this weekend. Just, I don't know why, but- the whole night you were like, can I get you another drink? Would you like some water? Would you like some dessert? Do you want me to go? So you like kept getting me things. It was so nice. I didn't have to wait in line for food or drinks all night. It was wonderful. What a treat. The only difference between drinking Jeff and non-drinking Jeff is that I would ask you rather than just show up with a drink. Mm Because drinking Jeff would see that he needs another beer and would get up and go get another beer. And while he was getting another beer, get you a glass of whatever you're drinking. Yeah. It was just so, so, it was so nice. So that was an inadvertent byproduct of me not drinking because I had to ask you every single time. So I was pointing out how well I take care of you. You do. It yeah. was amazing. It was so sweet. And I just adore you. And you, cause this is one of my, I mean, I met this woman in this girl in seventh grade, we have been friends longer than we've not been friends. The bride. Yeah. And Jeff knew this was going to be a weekend that I just, you know, she wasn't having bridesmaids or anything, but it was a weekend that I wanted to devote to her and to being there when she, whatever she needed. And, and it was important for me to be present with her. And like, she's been, we were calculating it this weekend. She's been in 13 weddings. Oh my god! So like she deserves at least 13 of our like full attentions for the weekend, yeah. even if she's not having bridesmaids. Cause if you've been in 13 weddings, first of all, that's like a down payment on a house, right? Between the travel, the dresses, the showers, the gifts, the whatever. And she's the best bridesmaid ever. So, um, I thought it was really cool that you were so understanding of just like you hang with your girlfriend and be what she needs. And you even came home early to relieve our babysitter. And then, you know. It actually felt kind of cool in a way. On Saturday night, the night of the wedding, about two hours before we were set to leave the house, Callie and I realized we made a mistake with childcare. Because... The default would be Callie's parents, but they were also invited to the wedding. Mm-hmm. So we, the the person that we recruited to hang out with Ellie on Saturday night is the same woman who comes and hangs out with her twice a week during the week. And she's, uh, I, I don't want I'm not saying older as in elderly. She's. She's not 22. We have another babysitter that's yeah, like 22. Who, who's a nurse of children. She's a, you know, she's one of those, has one of those jobs where she works three shifts in a row, you know, three days in a row. Yeah. Then she's off for four days. Um, she's in her mid twenties. Uh, and then we have this woman 
who's not in her mid-20s and also lives 45 minutes away, right. four, 30 or 45 minutes away, without even thinking, we just said, well, she would love to do it because she loves Ellie so much and she only gets to see Ellie on these certain days. And we asked her and then realized about two hours before the wedding that we can't be out until 1 a.m., and right, then come like, home and have her. And she was so sweet about it. She says, oh, the only place I need to be is I, I want to go to church tomorrow. <laughs> and, and But I, it just didn't feel right because she yeah. had to drive so far. So we had to make the, the decision that there was the wedding, then the reception, and then there was an after party at the hotel for the closest friends. And I just said, I'll come home. At right after the reception, as long as you have somebody to bring you home mm -hmm. to come with you to the house uh, after the hotel thing. And it just, I don't know, it felt like a parenting rite of passage or something to relieve the babysitter. But for us to split up and make the decision, I don't know why. Right. Like you, it was divide and conquer. Like yeah. you get home for the babysitter and I'm going to just stay out. I was out until like 2.30, which I haven't been out until 2.30 and I can't even remember the last time. And then I came home. I took my time taking a shower because my best date ever, Jeff Dollar was like, don't worry about tomorrow. I got Ellie, sleep as long as you want. You know, I know it's going to be a little late night for you. I know you're going to be drinking. And um, he stuck to that. And I rolled over and looked at my clock this weekend. I was like, oh, it must be like 9.30 or 10. It was noon. <laughs> I slept until noon. So that was cool. The wedding was so pretty. It was perfect. The bride and groom had the best time. I think this was my first. The wedding was in a church. It was in a Lutheran church. I think this is my first Lutheran wedding. I don't know anything about. I, Lutheran it was, it was anything. It was efficient. I appreciate that. It was efficient. I really liked the, what do you call him, a pastor or a- The officiant. The officiant. Uh, officiant. It was really cool. He said something that kind of hit me that was super deep. And I was like, oh my gosh, that's a weird thought to have. He said, be present for this moment in time because it's really unique because this group of people will never be in the same room again. Yeah, that was And neat. I was like, wow. Because once you think about it, okay, first of all, even if every single person there, including the woman that was playing the organ and the guy that was videotaping it or whatever, even if they had gone to the reception and so it was the duplicate same people those people are never going to be, he's like, life happens. Like this yeah. is, these are people that you, that are in this couple's life and that will never, ever be in the same room again. And I was like, oh my gosh. And that made me emotional. Jeff cried. I cried. I, okay. I didn't cry. I don't know why you keep bringing this up. Like you've asked You me, got choked up. I got choked up because the bride, when she was reciting her vows, got choked up. And because I know her, but Callie, within 30 seconds of the thing starting was full on snotty crying. Yeah, it was. And Callie's girl, there's, I guess there's three of the three of you are like your three best friends. Yeah. Is that it? Mm -hmm. uh, the, that woman, the, the number three of the, the triangle of friendship, she was sobbing. I got choked up because I thought it was sweet. Yeah. It was so sweet. I didn't. That she was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and nobody brought tissues. We had to we had to harass the people in the pew in front of us. The older guy in front of us had tissues, and it was in the middle of a prayer. And my friend was like, "Excuse me, sir, 
excuse me, can we have your tissues? Cause I was like, everyone was silent during a prayer and I was like, <sighs> cause it was like snot. Yeah. Yeah. Coming out of my nose, which is like real cute. Uh, I did think the food was really good, which is always a highlight at weddings. She had at the end of the night, like late night boozy milkshakes. I'm still thinking about this. Yeah. There's a hundred percent chance I'll make a non-boozy milkshake th- this week, or get one somewhere because a mil- they because they were boozy, they were in tiny little shot glasses, so you couldn't thoroughly enjoy it. But to me, a milkshake is one of those foods that when it gets in your head, you have to have one. You can't get it out of your head until you have it. It also yeah. happens to me with sushi. Once I decide that I need sushi. I think about it every meal until I have sushi. Now I'm going to want sushi Yeah, for dinner. Oh my gosh, it sounds so good. This was, they had like little pieces of chocolate in the bottom of the shot glass. Then it was a chocolate milkshake. I can only assume it was like Kahlua or something. Uh And I was sitting at the end of the table. So the people with the trays kept coming by and asking me if I wanted one. And I was like, well, sure. Okay. Yeah, sure. Um, and they were so good. Callie never drinks liquor. And I never a, drink liquor. And at one point she looked at me and she goes, I think these are so strong. And I said, no, you just never drink liquor. Yeah. She, I can't, I don't, I cannot think, I don't know that I've ever seen you drink anything. But wine. The closest thing maybe is a margarita. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, I just don't drink a lot of liquor. Yeah. I don't prefer the taste and I just love wine so much. But dang, that boozy milkshake was legit. Um, and I I was also really impressed because so the mother of the groom, her friend came in town and they lost her bag, which like your best friend's son is getting married. You're at the airport. You know, you finally get to the thing and they lose your bag and she was running late. So she like runs in. Well, it's almost, it was almost insulting because she got to the airport late and they said, sorry, we can, we can put you on this plane, but you've missed the cutoff for your bag. And she says, what are my other options? And they said, well, we can put both of you on a flight later in in 90 minutes. She said, okay, I'll do that because I can't travel without my bag. So they put her on the flight 90 minutes later, but they didn't send her back. It got lost and it, it ended up coming that night on a different. So it was. Uh, so she took the later flight so she could have her bag and then she landed. She got to the rehearsal dinner 30 minutes before it started with no bag, no suitcase in sight. They're like, maybe we'll have it in time for the wedding. And, you know, you pack this, you know, your wedding outfit, you got all your like underwear and all your stuff. So the mother of the groom called the mother of the bride and was like, is there any way that you can help me? And so there were six women who all brought different parts. Like one was a shoe size eight. Okay. That's the shoe size we need. Here's who has like makeup that matches her skin tone. Okay, perfect. That'll be that person. Here's a woman that wears the same dress size. And I'm not kidding you. These women came together. I was like, so proud to be a woman in that moment. I was like, this is what it's about. This is why we're great. Cause dudes wouldn't do that. A guy would show up in jeans. A guy would show up in a robe from the hotel gift shop or not show up. Yeah. You're not asking to borrow pants. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. And all the women came together to dress this woman in. She looked beautiful. Right. I thought a it was dude, A dude would totally show up at the rehearsal dinner with a, my grandpa went to Atlanta and all I got was this lousy t-shirt, t-shirt that he bought in the gift shop. 5,000%. All right. There is a, um, 
a, a guy that I know is taking this class called the, it's called be on TV bootcamp. It's basically a, a class in self-promotion mm-hmm. and he's, this is, he doesn't know if it's good or bad or whatever, but he's taken a bunch of notes from it and he found them to be really good because he suffers from some imposter syndrome. He's not really, he's, he doesn't feel, he's not super comfortable at self-promotion and stuff. And every single thing that he wrote down was great. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to read it from his notes. Okay. Um, If you are in business for yourself in any way, in any way. So if you have an Etsy shop, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a podcast development company, if you are a lawyer looking for clients, remember that self-promotion isn't gross. It's actually your responsibility. And the big magic happens outside of your comfort zone. Um, he's, he wrote down, be aware of all the ways that fear shows up. Oh, yeah. So imposter syndrome is number one. Number two, being a perfectionist. Being a perfectionist is actually a fear of looking like you're not perfect. Mm. You're not striving ever when you're to be a perfectionist. You're not striving to create a flawless product. You're striving to display yourself as a flawless person. Does that make sense? Yeah, that is a good one. Um, uh, Paralysis by analysis. Jeff Dollar. Me, never wanting to make a decision because the last thing you want to do is make Make the the wrong wrong decision. decision. So you just freeze up and you don't um, make any decision. All of those uh, are, is that's all related to fear. Um, Confidence, he wrote down, confidence can be created because you don't have to believe in yourself 100%. And then the side note is uh, perfectionism with an arrow. So he's obviously referring to the the, the fear part of it. Mm-hmm. You don't have to believe in yourself in 100%. You just have to believe in yourself more than you don't. That's 51%. Ooh, I like that. And you can use that to make confidence. Um what would you do differently right now if nobody could see your imperfections and failures? I like that. And I think of that because sometimes, especially now on LinkedIn and stuff, um, and, and even on Instagram, like sometimes I want to share things that I've learned about podcasting because I know so many people are interested in it. I want to share it. I want to promote it. And then... I think, well, what if that's not the complete right answer? What if I haven't done enough research? What if I whatever? But the, if nobody, if I had, didn't have that fear, that how many people would I be able to help start a podcast or overcome a fear mm-hmm. of starting a podcast, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh, immediate confidence booster, become your alter ego. So basically visualize the hero of the story that you're trying to write and behave as though you're that person. Yeah. Almost as though it's you're acting in a role mm-hmm. of the most perfect, which kind which made me think of what you said two weeks ago and what you put in the What is your what would your best yeah. hottest, most confident self do? Yep. Most successful self do. Yep. 
So, um, anyways, maybe that will help somebody. Maybe that was, uh, uh, maybe some nugget of that is going to encourage somebody to say, you know what, I got to get out there a little bit more. I, it was part of it was helpful for me. So I thought I would share. Life insurance isn't the most fun thing to think about, right? We don't want to think about what's going to happen when we pass away, but it's really, really important to get life insurance, especially if you're a parent. And this is something that has been numero, numero, you know, on our list for a while now. It's a micro anxiety that we have been too overwhelmed to tackle. And if that sounds like you, listen up because I've got something that could really help you. Fabric was designed by parents for parents to help you get high quality support surprisingly affordable term life insurance policies in less than 10 minutes. Fabric's new lower prices could mean potentially significant savings over other providers with great quality policies like a million dollars in coverage for less than $1 a day. Life insurance gets a bad reputation because it can sound really overwhelming and complicated, right? That's why we keep putting it off. But Fabric makes it really easy to apply with its seamless digital experience. You could be offered coverage instantly with no health exam required. Protect your family today with Fabric by Gerber Life. Apply today in just 10 minutes at meetfabric.com slash upside. That's meet fabric.com slash upside, M-E-E-T-F-A-B-R-I-C dot com slash upside. Policies issued by Western Southern Life Assurance Company, not available in certain states. Prices subject to underwriting and health questions. Money cannot buy happiness, but worrying about money can certainly pay for unhappiness. And that's where Chime comes in. Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app with payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200. They offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. And all of this happens with no annual fees, no large security deposits, no credit checks to apply. See for yourself why Chime is so loved by going to chime.com slash upside. That's chime, C-H-I-M-E dot com slash upside. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on fair spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See chime.com slash spot me. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S. according to Aptopia. I was at a wedding last weekend and I was seeing people that I hadn't seen in a really long time. And one of my girlfriends looked so amazing. And I asked her, I was like, what, is, what are you doing? Tell me everything because you look incredible. Your skin looks amazing. And she said, well, I've been really insecure about my melasma for a while now, like the brown discoloration right on my forehead. And I finally decided to take care of it. And I was like, oh my gosh, that happened to me too. I was so insecure about the discoloration on my face. And then I finally got help for it. And it has enhanced my confidence so much. Apostrophe is an online platform that connects you with an expert dermatology team to get customized acne treatment for your unique skin. And that could be acne, or it could be the melasma like me and my girlfriend were talking about that were problem areas for us. Simply fill out the online consultation about your skin goals and your medical history. Then you're going to snap a few selfies of your problem areas and a board certified dermatologist 
Therapist will create your initial customized treatment plan. We have a special deal for the Upside audience. Get your first visit for only $5 at apostrophe.com slash upside when you use our code upside. That's a savings of $15. This code is only available to our listeners. To get started, just go to apostrophe.com slash upside and click get started. Then use our code upside at sign up and you'll get your very first visit for only $5. Thank you, Apostrophe, for sponsoring this episode. A woman on TikTok who goes by the username Tiny Waste. Um, waste is in W-A-S-T-E, mm-hmm. um, who is all about finding frugal ways to run your household, okay. um, shared something that she does with her family, and I'm just wondering if there's ever any chance that this could be our family. Uh, they don't use toilet paper. No, I saw this immediately, no. And instead, she cuts up scraps of really soft pieces of clothing. Um, what they're using right now are old Christmas pajamas. And you use that to clean your butt. Then it goes into a special can where it gets dumped in the wash and cleaned with hot water. And then it goes back in the basket. The scraps just live in a basket on the back of the toilet. It's called it's called a family cloth, but it doesn't, that's a misleading name. That's an old timey name for it. doesn't mean the family's all using the same cloth, but that would feel better than bad toilet paper. Wiping your butt with pajamas? What happens when the underside of the pajamas is white, and even though you've washed it, you see someone else's skin marks? Well, you on don't. It. That is gross. You don't, obviously no. Don't, that's you, the reality of having a family cloth. You don't use white pajamas. No, they're not white pajamas. The underside, the inside of all PJs are like white. Okay, well, you find a different piece of fabric. <sighs> gross. Think of the money we'd save. No. The toilet paper money. Hard no. And you get to wash those. Ah, gross. I would almost, I would maybe consider that because the softness is appealing. If we could put a second washing machine in the house that only did that, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, okay. Here are your three random things for today. Number one, a guy in New Jersey went into a car dealership, took out a new pickup truck for a test drive and then used it to drive 40 miles to a casino where he was hanging out and gambling. The, when, the, when he never came back from the test drive, they called the police. Obviously, they can track you know, any new car now. Right. Some sort of equivalent of, of OnStar or whatever. Uh, they found it in the parking garage. They went in. They arrested him. Uh, he says he didn't understand why what he did was wrong because it's a test drive. This is what he would be typically doing on a Saturday afternoon is he would be going to the casino. I mean, he makes a valid point, mm-hmm. but also I feel like last time I test drove a car, they, one, there was like a salesperson in the car with me. And two, they say, you know, like a, it's like a two mile test drive or something. Yeah. Don't they, t- I thought that too. Don't they tell you where to go and stuff? I think so. Okay. You want to try the highway? All right. Get on here. Yeah. Your second random thing is a new study from the Federal Reserve reveals that col- reveals the college majors that pay the most within five years of graduation. I got to tell you, Jeff Dollar, this is not our list. 
It's good for Ellie, though. We could start, um, start her in the direction of what? What career does she Number one, chemical engineering. Yes. Number two, computer engineering. Number three, computer science. Number four, aerospace engineering. Number five, electrical engineering. Number six, industrial engineering. Number seven, mechanical engineering. Number eight, miscellaneous engineering. Man. Number nine, business analytics. Number 10, civil engineering. The engineering. That's so depressing. She is so at a disadvantage because neither one of us is good with math. And no. engineering is all numbers based, right? Yeah. All right, your third random thing uh, is And my- by the way, the starting pay for like the number one, the chemical engineer, like right out of college, $75,000. Can you imagine if someone would give you a $75,000 a year job right out of college? Uh, I don't think that's that much now. It's not that much now. Yeah. But for your first job out of college, that's not a lot. My first job out of college was like $28,000. For what's that? How much do you think a chemical engineering degree pays? Or cost. This is just an undergrad degree. Yeah. How much do you think that costs? Oh. You're not getting that at your two-year community college. No, but you could get for, it at like a for public 20. university, a state university. That's still 10. That's Anyways, yeah. unless you're science and math oriented, you're screwed in this life. All right. And uh, this third random thing I think is probably my fault. Um, before Halloween, I bought the full-size super deluxe cookie monster costume. Ellie took one look at it and said, Dada, take that off. Like, knew it was me. Yeah. So upset. I thought she loves cookie monster. So I did. I took it off. I boxed it up. I sent it back to the company where I bought it from. Now I read this. A guy dressed as Cookie Monster is terrorizing Santa Cruz, California. Residents have been told not to engage with the Cookie Monster, who has been dressed like Cookie Monster, yelling obscenities and taunting locals as they walk down the city's boardwalk. The police note, quote, we're getting calls from people who say he is creepy. Based on his history, we advise the public not to engage with the Cookie Monster, please steer clear of That is him. terrifying. Yes. So uh, those are your three random things. Thank you for listening to The Upside. Update. With Callie and Jeff. Most people learn about The Upside from their friends. Please tell everyone you know about this podcast so the amazing Upside community can continue to grow. We've only got one more day of February, and usually in Atlanta, between January and February, is when we get our one decent snow of the year. We haven't gotten snow this year. No, but the rest of the country did. I know, but I'm just saying for Atlanta, we haven't gotten a snow this year and I think that is weird slash also sad because I feel like Ellie's at the age where that would be so fun for her to see see I disagree with that I I don't because you think it might snow in March here no I I think a typical year goes by with no snow I think you getting a I think Atlanta getting a snow is a once every three year event Mm -hmm. and then it's just a dusting yeah, but even a dusting would be cool. Yeah. But we, we just didn't get one. I wear my we, snow boots once a year. We got them. We got one last year, so we wouldn't be due this year. Mm, that's but so sad. Never say never. But not that sad because I love spring. Kelly, Steve, after Friday's show and listening that the average household has $75 in gift cards, I decided to open the junk drawer here at Chateau Relaxo and found that we would throw that metric way off, $1,135 
in gift cards. So I guess the uh, junk drawer is probably the most valuable drawer in our house. But we've got gift cards to the Apopka Salt Room, Capitol Grill, none of this $5, $10 Starbucks, Walmart stuff. Legit good places to go, and they're just sitting in a drawer. Keep up the good work. Bye. Hey, Jeff. Great job on the walking and being outside more, eating great. I'm so proud of you. Seven days. Don't discredit that. That's huge. Hey, guys. It's Dini. And I just got to say, uh, Friday, beautiful human alert. After the first, after Jeff's beautiful human alert, I'm going to say Bill is a beautiful human. And he saved that baby. And he reunited Granny with the baby. So, Bill, you're a beautiful human. Jeff, I really wanted to hear your three random things about bedroom items that need to be washed. Um, can you please share with us? I, I heard the pillows, but I want to hear the rest. Bye. Hey, guys. Um, I just wanted to call in. Um, I just was done listening to Friday's show, um, the beautiful human alert, not the real one, not the weird Jeff one. <laughs> um, and um, I do get what you were trying to say, Callie, about, you know, teaching people to be kind. I think that's important, but I do think that needs to be balanced with teaching girls to say yes, just because it pleases people. I think we've had enough of that. Um, and I didn't, I don't know. I didn't really like the way that sounded to the, the girl should have said yes, just because she should have. I don't know. I, I, I think there's maybe an in-between somewhere. So um, I don't know what the solution is, but um, I think it's important to be able to choose whatever you want to choose, not, not just to make other people feel good, but to make yourself feel good as well. So I don't know what the balance is there, but just a thought. Hey, Callie and Jeff, I just wanted to add some information to the Wheel of Fortune story, and you've probably gotten other calls, um, but to make matters worse, it was actually Teen Week, and the girl who um, called the letter G is actually in high school, so I think it's horrible that um, people have posted that because um, I think like, I agree with you, Callie, being on the show is probably more stressful than people think. Um, and I'm just sorry that they chose to do that. And um, just wanted to share that. And it was um, it was painful watching because I really felt for her. But anyway, have a great day. Bye. This is your morning reminder that you're too high maintenance to go to prison. And also, you don't look good in orange. Some people get out early for good behavior. But let's be honest, that's not going to be you. So be nice to people today.